0: dot nuts out there. It's time for .NET Rocks, the internet audio talk show for .NET developers. I'm your host in New London, Connecticut, Carl Franklin. And my co-host sitting right beside me on the damn couch, <laughs> Mr. Mark Dunn. <laughs> hey Carl, it's great to be here. This is this is incredible. This is probably the first if not no, the second show that we've actually done in the same room together. That's right. The first one was the
1: dot uh, net users group in Boston. That's right, with Dan Appleman on the phone. That's right. People brought books for Dan to sign. Yeah because they heard <laughs> <laughs> we're doing a show with Dan Appleman. It's like,
0: no, no, he's gonna be on the phone, you don't get it. Well anyway, we signed him for them and uh, no uh, <laughs> <laughs> we signed them Dan Appleman. Have a nice life. Yeah. Um, that was a great show. But anyway, that was show number two, and we're up to God knows what now thirty getting,
1: thirty something.
0: We're getting old. Yeah. Um, an announcement: we are going to officially be a bi weekly show now. So we're, we're we're going by. We're coming out of the closet. <laughs> 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 we we just found that uh, people. <laughs> okay, have your laugh. Go ahead. All right, everybody. Yuck! 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 Okay. We just found that um, people weren't people aren't keeping up with the shows. We're we're yeah. we're pumping them out too fast for people to digest. Right, apparently. So uh, we're we and besides, it's it's killing us and our families.
1: Yeah, so. that's right. My wife's good, about to kill me. Good
0: Lord, will you stop? Yeah. So we decided to uh, to slow it down a bit and give give y'all a chance to catch up. And I just want to remind you that uh, you know just because we taped a show last year doesn't mean it's old news.
1: Oh, that's right. I mean,
0: there's so much good fundamental stuff you can learn by listening to the old shows. It's definitely not disposable. Well, anyway, uh, the reason that you're up here, Mark, is you're teaching the VB .dot net master class with me. Oh, that's right. I am. Yeah, and um, it's an interesting thing. We we did a two for one summer special, mm-hmm. thinking you know maybe we'd get a few more people in the class than we <laughs> normally do in the summer. Not only did we fill our classroom, but we had eight eight extras to boot so we have 28 people knocking on our door yeah i called mark up and uh said hey i need some help up here and we we convinced the 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 extra people who last eight to sign up that uh that uh mark wasn't going to steal their money and and <laughs> run off to Tobago so uh that he was going to do a good job so they did and they came up and it's going great and uh so that's why you're here so we just decided to do a show As as long as you're here, let's
1: yeah. Why not?
0: Why not? Yeah, break out the microphones, the crack pipes, and you know we'll have a party. (laughs) That's right. Another
1: episode of this old crack house. All
0: right, kids, don't. This is a joke. All right, don't do this at home. All right. (laughs) Well, anyway, I'm very, very excited for a change. Now you're the excited guy, Mark, and everybody knows that you're excitable. But this is this I feel is is probably my my most exciting show. One of them, because we have some people uh, on the VB.net team at Microsoft on the phone. Um, it, it, probably the, the first people from Microsoft we've had on the VB.net team. Of course, we had Alan Cooper, who was the father of Visual Basic. But since then, a lot has happened. It's been about 12 years, right? 13 years since uh, Visual Basic came out. And um, lots and lots of things have happened. This language is, is huge now. And it's a timely show. Because there's been so much mud being slung at VB programmers.
1: No kidding.
0: It's unbelievable. We we have to stand up for ourselves, people. That's right. And uh and and I'm proud to announce uh Amanda Silver and Paul Vick from the VB.net team. Let me just quickly introduce them. Amanda Silver is a program manager with the Visual Basic.net team and she's responsible for the features including the visual basic compiler and language compatibility and performance she has tech edited several books including ted pattison's object oriented programming with visual basic.net that's a great book by that the way
1: that is an awesome book i love that one
0: yeah ted's a good guy very smart guy and he's like a a pure vb guy too we like ted yeah uh and the vb.net language printed by o'reilly press Oh, okay, I, I that was a, a long title that I put a big parenthesis in the middle there. It's Object-Oriented Programming with Visual Basic.net and the VB.net language. So she's a frequent guest in live chats on MSDN and has appeared on Microsoft's VBTV with the amenable Ari Bixhorn. Ah. And articles by Amanda can be found in Component Developer or Code magazine. And she can often be found in developer forums such as VS Connections, TechEd, and at user group meetings across the country. Paul Vick, he originally joined Microsoft as part of the Microsoft Access Group in 1992. And after an internship with them the previous summer, he worked on the Access team for about four and a half years. In the process, shipping versions 1.0 through 97. And for the first few years, he worked on the query designer, very cool I, I i used the query designer from access to to generate queries that i would stuff into strings and call directly in vd right. i remember doing that a lot yeah the
1: query designer in sql server looks you know very similar immediate
0: yeah exactly yeah. like that well anyway um so he worked on the query designer later moving on to be a technical lead for the product and owning performance for the last two versions he worked on and then in 1997 he joined the visual basic group and for the first one and a half years, he worked on adding features to the OLE automation component that shipped with Visual Basic 6.0. As a matter of fact, somebody in my class has been talking to me all week about that component. Ah, cool. Uh, saying how cool it is. After shipping VB6, he moved into the core compiler team as it started uh, work on what would become Visual Studio.net. Then for a year, he worked on the code generator and, and for the compiler until he took over the compiler team. Uh, in late 1999. Along with the program manager, he drove the decision to change the language to better suit it to .NET and the CLR, helped define the new language, and for the first time, wrote a full language spec for the language. He also helped shepherd the language changes into the compiler itself and shipped Visual Basic .NET in 2002. Uh, recently, he's become a technical lead in VB, continuing to work on the Visual Basic language definition and the compiler Folks, I can't tell you how much I appreciate having you on our little show. Thank you for coming and welcome.
2: Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, it's great
3: to be here.
0: I feel I feel like I'm in the presence of greatness. Here. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> I am excited. Oh, man.
3: I'm blushing on this end.
0: <laughs> so, um, geez, where do we start? I mean, there's so many things I want to talk about. Let's I was, you know, as I was reading your bio uh, the other day, I was thinking about how you changed the language or helped and drive the decision to change the language to better suit it to .NET and the CLR. And you're the guys who had to deal with the, well, shall we say, vocal minority who uh, put up a big stink about array indexing and uh, and how you create arrays and things like that, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're you're the guys who uh, had to make that awful decision.
3: It was a very, yeah, it was a very interesting year, year and a half between the. That decision and actually releasing it sort of gotten easier over time, but uh, yeah, it was a rough. It was definitely a rough period for a while.
0: Just to remind the listeners, the uh, decision I'm talking about was um, the when you create an array in VB6, you could say Dim myArray six, and you'd get a seven-element array zero through six. Mm-hmm. And uh, in .NET, however, in all the other languages, C sharp, especially when you create an array and you pass a number to it, that's the number of elements you want to create, not the last element index. And uh, a lot of, well, I won't say a lot, but uh, a small group of, of vocal and uh, visible in the press people uh, really, really took shots at Microsoft for, for changing that and said it was going to be such a breaking change that they'd have to rewrite all their code and you know their customers wouldn't tolerate that. And my my initial reaction was, well, Little do they know what they're really up against when,
1: <laughs> when they go to convert. I mean, that's right. Then they may want to rewrite it anyway.
0: Reality sets in after a while, and they just nah. And now we're stuck with you know the results of that uh, bullshit. So,
1: <laughs> tell us how you feel. Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, that's how I feel. How do you guys feel about that?
1: I
3: mean, about the array, the array decision. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was really difficult because um, actually, for a while. Uh, we had actually changed it to be in line with the other languages, so that when you said, you know, dim a sub five, you got a five-element array rather than a six-element array. Right. But um, I mean, it's 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 it was sort of the difficult. It was the difficult part of that of that version was really trying to find like the that balance point between you know changing the things to be really sort of net like and, but it's still, you know, retaining, like, the essential flavor of VB, and yeah. you know, it's also, like, some things you can break and they're going to be obvious, and some things you break and people are going to scratch their head for a month trying to figure out why it isn't working the way it used to. Right. And the array bound thing was really one of those where it's sort of like it's it was so subtle that it's like, well, you know, this is just the way VB is, and so we ended up changing it back so that, you know, DMA sub 5 is now a six element array.
0: Having had a yeah, having had a couple of years to reflect on that decision, do you think you made the right one?
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it's still. Yeah, I,
2: I think so too. I I mean, one of one of the things that our users want is uh, explicitness in their programming. Right. With the next release, um, the declaration for arrays will change slightly, in that you'll be able to uh, specify the lower bound, so you'll be able to say zero through um, six. Or zero two six
1: or could we do a hundred to one twenty?
3: well, that's the ultimate motivation i mean yeah. if if we hadn't changed it back, then there would never be a chance for us to right. to restore that, and we're not sure what it it's looking unlikely in the next version that we'll be able to do that again, but there's sort of there's always hope, yeah, <laughs> it's a matter of how much time and how much effort but um but that definitely was something that we've lost that would we would like to add back, but right. But, so we kind of wanted to leave our options open on that as well. So Man, that was another motivation.
0: It, it, it must be tough. I was just going to say, Mark, it must be really tough to you know sit there and, and think about you know the impact of these decisions. On, I mean, you're talking yeah. about changing a Millions language. Millions of programmers. Millions of programmers are going to be affected by your decision. I mean, it, what, what I was going to say was, um, I, I think you made the right decision. Maybe not for the language, but maybe for. The fact that you know uh the press is just dying to find any little flaw that they can exploit in the opposition you know the the java camp and all this and therefore you know any sort of uh any sort of thing can get blown out of proportion and be disastrous for the product so i think that was maybe an important consideration
1: you know the thing i i heard the most From other developers, about was edit and continue. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know, I I guess it's not talking out of school to say that's going to be in the next version. We know that now, right?
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. We say it loudly and as far as we can. (laughs) Yeah. It it was a. It. I mean, it was something we very much wanted to include in the last version. The last versions, actually, the last two versions. But uh, for various technical reasons, it didn't make it, and it was really probably that was probably the most painful decision. um, that we had to make about the uh, for the, for Visual Basic .NET definitely because mm-hmm. that was just a huge loss.
1: Yeah, I have a I have a friend in Birmingham that uh, his name is Wayne, and uh, whenever he first installed Visual Studio .NET, mm-hmm. he said, "I feel like Gollum, <laughs> crawling around in a dark cave. They've taken my precious." So. <laughs>
2: Well, it really does have a fundamental impact on how you develop your application and you how how yeah. you test your application while you're developing your application.
0: Absolutely, and that's definitely what the VB programmer wants. You know, they want to be able to think and code at the same time. And right, uh, you know, <laughs> which
2: implies that that people who program in other languages don't think. And no, code. no,
0: you know what I mean. I I mean, sort of, you know, think about the design of the application in sort of code a uh, stream of consciousness way and, you know, tinker with things, and, you know, that's always been sort of the legacy of VB. Right.
1: But, you know, you...
2: I think part of VB is testing testing out your application as you write it.
0: Right. Yeah. You want to make sure what you've written so far is going to work before you start writing lots of big things, and, yeah.
1: But, you know, you make adjustments, uh, you know, since Edit and Continue wasn't there. I don't miss it so much anymore. Yeah, not me anymore, really. Yeah.
2: So you guys won't... You won't be sad if we decide to pull it at the oh, last Oh, no no, 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 no,
1: no. No, don't do that. I, I no.
0: want it back. Trust me, I want it back. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I, I do want to mention is that I remember in beta 1, you guys had it in there. You had edit and continue in yeah. there. And I remember it, it causing some weird problems. I guess there were some bugs. And so I always just chalked it up to the fact that, you know, it must be really technically difficult to pull off edit and continue when you don't have an interpreter. Right. So um did you add an interpreter or or how did you finally solve the problems that I mean cuz you know you you're compiling code in the background and and you're sort of compiling it on the fly and it's almost like you have to back up mid program and recompile and replace code and I mean that can that's got to be an awfully challenging thing to do
3: It is I mean it's actually I mean it's actually one it's probably the part of the Probably the one feature I've worked on that is closest to sort of rocket science. Absolutely. (laughs) I bet. Um, I mean, because and and I what it really was is actually we're not actually interpreting it even now, Um, but it's sort of like we took one tack with with um, replacing the it's basically you're basically replacing your function while you're running it, and we took one tack with it in um, 2002, and that just and it just didn't work. Um, Ultimately, we we. Felt like we weren't converging on actually a solution that was going to work. Yeah, and so we have sort of took a, a whole new different tack, step back, redesigned it, um, and it's actually amazing. Like um, what ha- because what happens sort of at a simple level is, yeah, you know, you make a change, we recompile it, um, and we then we hand off the next ver the new version of your uh, of your method to the runtime and the debugger, and then they have built in are building a whole lot of logic about you know being figuring out when to switch over from the old version to the new version, oh, and it's just unbelievable. Um, and, it, I mean, it's it's amazing, like, you know, in our current builds, it works. <laughs> I mean, I was involved in designing it and, and you know, helped with sort of figuring out how we're going to do it, and I'm still just amazed, wow, this actually works.
1: Yeah. It's got to be gratifying, though, I mean. Yeah. Definitely. Wow. I'm curious, too, is this going to be a feature added to other .NET languages, or is it only supported by VB.NET?
2: Well, we don't know uh, right now what the long-term uh, prospects will be, but but it looks like right now that C-Sharp is not going to have it in the next version. You know,
0: as yeah. Javal uh, said in his t- uh, show we just did with him, that, um, you know, the C-Sharp programmer, that's not a major feature to them. Uh, the C-Sharp debugging process, as he said, is sort of like, you know, you, <laughs> you hit a breakpoint, you you look at some variables in memory, you scratch your chin, you go to the water cooler, you you know, you have a cup of coffee, come back, lean back in your chair, look up at the ceiling, you know, and then press the next and go to the next line. That's yeah.
2: actually what we've been hearing from our from our C sharp customers. Um and they basically imply that the, the debugging experience is just totally fundamentally different right. from the V B. Yeah, Developer.
1: it could ruin a good thing if they got worked on too quickly.
3: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, Job the thing security. of it is, it's like you know, um, I mean, I'll admit coming being a C plus plus programmer, and that's what that's what we develop our applications in. You know, when I fr- first came to the VB team, I mean, I was kind of of the C sharp mindset. I was like, oh, you know, phew, editing not continue. You know, I I don't you know I write my programs better than that. Um, But it's like I find now, having worked on DB a lot, it's like even um, even when I'm doing C++ programming, it's like you know, even C++ programmers, even C# programmers, you know, you've been running your application, you you hit a bug, and it was something really stupid. You know, you forgot to initialize something, you forgot to put a little line of code. Right. It's like you know, you gotta. I find now it's like really annoying. It's like all right, I gotta stop, I gotta add the stupid thing, and then I gotta get all the way back to where I was right before right right you know and so it's like even for even for the c sharpies there's still those places
0: it's you know so they're used to the pain though you know so it doesn't doesn't bother them so much uh yeah it's a they you know vb programmers are just fundamentally brain is wired differently you know that's what it's all about i think
3: yeah we're like we're like crack, you know. It's like we alter your brain <laughs> chemistry when you use, you use it too much and you
1: can't stop. Yeah, my, well, that's true.
0: Mark, we have a crack theme going here yeah, today. We uh, sure did. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: we <laughs> sure Might as well play along. Yeah. Well, I, I heard uh, <laughs> when I was talking with Matthew Reynolds, who runs .NET 24-7. Have you seen the site?
2: I, yeah. I saw that he was interviewed on your show yeah. a while ago. We,
0: I talked to him a bit about the, you know, the VB versus C Sharp thing a bit. And, um, he, he said something that he, he, that, uh, astounded me a little bit, you know, vb.net does background compiling and, you know, C sharp doesn't. So what that means is that after you move off a line of code, the reason that you get the squiggles showing up is because your code was actually compiled in the, right. uh, you know, the, 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 the strict type checking and the compiler goes to work and, and finds the problems and lets you know what they are. And, um, he was mentioning the fact that you know on a very very fast machine with lots of RAM, uh, the once the project size got to a critical mass, uh, the background compiling sort of brought the machine to a halt, mm. and I, w- I wondered if that's a uh, uh, just comes with a territory or, or is that a fluke or what do you think about that?
2: Well, we we know now that the 2002 version of .NET of VB.NET uh, had some scaling problems with regards to background compilation. That's right. He did uh, mention but, it was 2002. But we 2002. think that they have hmm. been mostly addressed in, with the 2003 release.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, you know, he did mention that it was 2002 and he hadn't tried it again.
1: Is there an option to turn off background compile somewhere?
2: There no. isn't an option to turn off background compile, and that's because there are so many tools in the in the IDE that are that are driven off of background compilation. The object right. browser, IntelliSense, yeah.
4: right. the pretty
2: lister. Everything the drop downs um, they basically would not work. They'd be out of sync if we didn't have background compilation on.
1: Yeah, we we don't want that. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> I I've heard
2: that those are useful tools.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right, we have a. Uh, there's a guy in my class this uh, week, and I, I won't tell anybody who he is, but uh, I can tell he he came from a very high level approach to programming down. Um, Very low tolerance for typing at all. This guy, he's
1: a logo programmer,
0: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And he said, You know, um, in VB6, I could, I had this little wizard where I could just create a function and type some stuff, and it would create, you know, the function for me. And and I use that all the time to create subs and functions. And now, you know, now I have to type, you know, public function, and I'm thinking, Oh, you poor bastard. You have to type. Oh no! Yeah, wham, wham, wham. That, that
3: was wham-bulous. really surprising. You know the like the yeah the ad <laughs> procedure dialogue. Right. We didn't have it. I was just amazed that there were like quite a few people who were like you know where did it go
0: right. where you know in the class builder utility. What a piece of crap that was anyway. <laughs> I mean what
1: who who wants Great. that? One of these guys probably you know <laughs> designed that.
3: <laughs> nah, that predates us though. <laughs> you,
0: you can tell though that 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 was written by you know somebody who would. Just signed up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, I I actually used the class builder utility. Oh, I write, used it too. I used it to write property procedures, but I found it would screw my code up if I ever yeah. opened it back up again. Right. It was like a one-shot deal. It was a one-shot deal, right. Yeah.
0: Hey, is this cool or what? How often do you get to talk to the, the people who write Visual Basic for Crying Out Loud? This is just a dream come true for me. Anyway, I want to announce a couple things about Franklin's Net and about .NET Rocks. First is a new class on the Microsoft Data Access Application Block. It's a one-day class, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to the show we did with Michael Stewart from Microsoft Consulting Services on the Blue or so the Data Application Blocks. Well, the Data Access Application Block is a .NET component, it's free that contains optimized data access code that'll help you uh, call stored procedures and issue SQL text commands against a SQL Server database. So this is a best practice component pre-built, sanctioned by Microsoft and fully supported by Microsoft. And I'll show you how to use it in this one day class. Uh, Also, As you know or you may not know, Mark Dunn is teaching both a VBNet Masterclass in November in Atlanta, Georgia, and also an ASPNet Masterclass with Marcy Robillard uh, in January, uh, twice, once in in, uh, New London uh, and once in Atlanta. So if you haven't checked out our classes lately, check them out. Of course, we're still doing the Sockets class and, of course, the VBNet Masterclass. They're just getting better and better, Uh, www.franklins.net. Hey, now let's get back to our talk with Amanda Silver and Paul Vick from Microsoft about Visual Basic .NET 8.0. I'm all goose pimply right here on .NET Rocks. Don't you go away. But I find just the (laughs) level of detail and quality in the the wizards and the tools in VB.NET are just so awesome. So much, so much better. You know, little things like um, the data environment. Remember the data environment in VB6?
3: <laughs> We're all
0: sitting around like, remember the day?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <know>. back then.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, that thing really didn't understand parameters very well, yeah. you know. It didn't didn't do a really good job of picking up what was a parameter. And when you go into the data adapter wizard, for example, in VBnet, and you just type in a select statement, you know, put in, at signs and things, it actually figures out that those are parameters, yep. goes and gets the schema, and and creates your parameter list for you just automatically. Just little things like that just please me to no end.
3: Yeah, I mean, the data team has done a great job, actually. I mean, I've actually just been using it myself for just some personal stuff. And so, yeah, I'm always amazed. at like, you just click and, hey, that's great.
0: Yeah. So what else is new in, in .NET? Two O, whatever we're calling. What are we calling this now? VB eight.
2: I I have been known to have uh, some of the specs have Visual Basic version eight.
1: Yeah, if you open the uh, the project files and look at the text, yeah. you'll see VB, the VB version also, in there. Also, I think will like seven. Com-
0: the compiler also says that at the command yeah. line, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah,
3: it'll be version eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, C and when you compile C, like they're on like twelve or thirteen or fourteen or something like that. I don't know. It's yeah. Just amazing.
0: So what? Uh, what else can you tell us about the new stuff without getting fired? <laughs> you
1: know, they had a career at Microsoft before they did our show. <laughs> know, you know? right. We have a way of ruining people's careers. DotNet
3: right? Rocks, also known as the yeah. Career Killer. The that's Career right. Killer. Yeah,
1: they said they'd edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask Michelle Larue. Well, anyway. Uh. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so we're gonna have we're gonna bring back the great debugging experience that that CB's VB programmers are used to. So add and continue will be back in there, along with uh, some other features that are long lost. Um, and then, But the other thing is the language isn't going to, you know, dumb things down. We're going to have support for generics.
1: Yes! Oh, yeah. Yes! Yes! I'm not sure how I'm going to use a generic yet, but I'm glad to hear that you're going to put it in there. Yeah, you're, you're, you are You are
2: going to use them, and you're, you're probably going to use them for strongly typed collections. Yeah, I was
1: cool. just going
2: to th- So that you don't need that. to... Uh, cast things as you put them in or out. Collections
0: have cool. been a kind of a problem. Uh, writing your own collections has been, you know, tedious. Yeah. So. so I'm very psyched.
3: It's like also one of those things as as we start to use them, I mean, you know, it's sort of, like, I keep coming back to the drug metaphor. I mean, it's like, it's kind of one of those insidious things you get hooked on as well. It's like, you know, you just find, uh, probably maybe not for... Uh, it's
1: like methyl amphetamines. That's what it's like. <laughs>
3: <laughs> i mean it may be for more for that some of the high-end uses but i just find my you know it's like one of those things where you sort of say at the first like i don't need those and then you say all right well collections yeah okay and then right. as you kind of get used to them more you start finding places where they're more where they can be really useful yeah you know you were dealing with some multiple things of different types and you say oh i could just you know use a generic me- method here and i don't know how many people how much people will use that but it's definitely yeah.
0: oh i think they will i think they will i i th- I really do think that adding more powerful features to the language is going to encourage people to use them because, you know, there's a huge community of people out there who are just looking for anything new to write about and to speak about. I mean, that's what they do for a living, you know. And uh, when the word gets out, you know, it it spreads like wildfire. Right. And people start using it. I think it's great. You you know, Juval uh, Loey just uh, uh, introduced us to generics just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, and it, it, we were really impressed, right. and and that was one question we asked him: is is you going to have, are you going to have support for generics in VB.NET? And he didn't know. Yeah, he couldn't say. We're
2: going to have support for both production and consumption.
0: Oh, cool. And you said overloaded operators too, right? Yep. Cool.
2: The SQL types um, that currently exist in the System.Data namespace um, overload operators. Uh, they show up in the object mm-hmm. browser with an op underscore explicit or some op underscore addition, something like that. And you can call them explicitly in VB today um, as though it were a normal method call. But uh, wow. in the next version, you'd be able to just you know, do SQL integer plus SQL integer. Cool. So. Awesome.
3: Well, and there are a lot of basic cool. types, too. I mean, like you know, GUIDs or date time and time span all have operators that... Today you got to call explicitly and, you know, they'll right. just magically start working. It'll be great.
1: Hey, I'm glad to hear you say guid. I get I get grief about this all yeah, the time. People it. are going, it's guid. You I- hick. You redneck from Alabama. <laughs> yeah, <there's- laughs> well, you
3: know, I'm from North <laughs> Carolina, so maybe it's just a southern thing.
1: Uh, it could be a southern thing. Somebody
0: yeah. told me it was an east coast, west coast thing. Like we say uh-huh. guid on, we- on the east coast and guid on the west. Well. I think it was cells that said that. Yeah, yeah.
3: Although I learned it out here in Seattle, so you know yeah. I don't know take it for what it's worth <laughs> whatever
0: who cares really right it's a g u i d all right right well anyway, um wow, this is great i I'm so excited to to be learning this stuff yeah
2: so what are what are the little features that you guys want to see in the language?
0: Oh man, you had to catch me off guard let me yeah. go get my let me go get my book uh yeah. no i really I really don't have much to complain about um.
1: Uh, give me a minute. I think of something. Well,
2: uh, what's your favorite link feature in the language right now?
1: I'll jump in and say I love inheritance. Well, of course, know? yeah, right. And I, I was, you know, one of the mouthpieces before, going, you know, you don't really need code inheritance in VB6. And I kind of defended VB6 compared to C plus plus, but now that I can do it, I'm, I'm very happy.
0: I like everything about it. I like attributes. I like uh, inheritance. I like overloading is a great thing. Overloading's awesome. You know, all the... Ob-
3: no more methods with like 30 optional parameters. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I love overloads that call overloads that call overloads. I mean, I like yeah. that, you know?
1: I, lo- I love having one environment that I can do web application development oh, yeah. and Windows application development in at the same time. You know, the only
0: thing, the only complaint I have is that people don't take it so seriously. And, uh, it just bugs me that you, people are, are saying that, you know, if you want to do components and system level stuff, use C sharp. Well, why? I mean, I mean, there's a few features. Oh, okay. All right. I got a couple of things. Couple of things I like about C sharp that I would like to see in VB net. One is XML comments and be, to be yes. able to compile those into IntelliSense.
3: You're going to get that. that'll be there. Yes. Yeah, all right. Yes. This is the best part about you know.
2: <laughs> it's like Christmas. I know, really, you get to, oh, we get to be yes. Santa Claus Santa.
3: here, doling out yeah.
0: the presents. All right. Oh man. Yeah. Whew. Hang on a second. I gotta have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Cause for celebration. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, the other one is um, all the all the data types that we don't get, like unsigned integers and things right. like that. Uh, I'd like to see those, and and I've actually had a, a situation where I needed them, and you know a lot. That's the argument I hear a lot is when do you need an unsigned integer? Right. Um, well, uh, as it turns out, to do some DNS operations with the with the tools in the framework, some of those require unsigned integers and unsigned bytes and things like that, and you just can't do it in VB. You have to do it in C sharp. Um, so I'd like to see that, and I want to know why, you guys left that out anyway.
3: It's trying to decide whether to talk out of school here or not
1: well it's not, it's not part of the common type system, right No, yeah. those are they're types in in the framework, are they not? Well, no, but they're, they're, there's a spec for uh, for the common types uh, you know it's part of the common language common, spec. Right. common language Okay so I don't, I don't think those are part of the common language, really Well, are they're they?
3: not and and well we'll leave a, a, another another language that shall remain nameless. Um, actually was now you a major proponent for, uh,
2: <laughs> not, for including.
3: not including the unsigned types in the common language subset. So oh, right. we we were actually going to do them, but then we thought, well, you know, they're not in the common language subset, you know, why bother? Huh. Yeah. And then that other language then added them back. <laughs> okay, it was too late for us to actually change. Uh, we should have gone with our initial instinct.
0: Do you think they'll end up in the framework? at some point and and why not
3: you um, mean in the common language subset yeah. i mean they are definitely in the framework today
0: uh, i mean in the common language spec yeah. um i don't know that's an
3: interesting question i mean it's
0: and w- why not i mean why not
3: well i mean it's uh, the common the interesting thing about the common language subset is, is it is sort of this you know it's sort of like the un
0: right, right. and so
3: it is i mean it's it's not just uh, you know it's not just vb or even vb and c sharp or even vb and c sharp and man c++ you know it's also us and a number of um, other languages that are also implementing on top of the .dotnet uh.
0: Yawn. Yawn. <laughs> yeah, I know. I yawn, know. yawn, yawn. Put it back in. <laughs>
2: Eiffel.net, Cobalt.net.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, who care I mean, what do you do that in class? Knocked
3: Eiffel. You know, Birch and Meyer's going to come after.
2: Uh,
0: but okay, okay, okay. Those are great languages, but how many books on Cobalt.net do you see at Amazon.com? And who many, yeah. you know?
3: One. But I mean, it's, and it's you know, it's, but it is, uh, they're with. It is one of those things that is going to move slowly. I hear you. Even though VB and C Sharp are doing generic right. in this release, they won't be part of the common language subset, or it's very unlikely, at least, okay. um, for this version. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you know, we keep, we're keep we pushing along. Right. So, um, But we are planning, I don't know what it's been announced or not, but we are planning to do unsigned types.
0: Oh, you are? Yeah. All right. Or, is that why you hesitated? Yeah, we did, we <laughs> did
2: hesitate. I think that's the right yeah. <laughs>
3: okay. I right. think we can say that without a yeah, doubt.
0: So. Cool. All right. Good. Cool. And and if anybody from Microsoft who is going to get them in trouble is listening, I will take full responsibility for this.
3: Yeah. But you're you're totally right. I mean, it's it's one of those things where, uh, you know, the ninety percent of the time you don't need the unsigned types. It's like, ah, right. who cares? But then, right. like, the ten percent, especially when you're dealing with. You know, the rest of the world that is right. C++, plus, you know, write, wrote the protocol in C++.
0: Right, I mean, a C-sharp guy writes a, a class and he expects an unsigned int. You you can't call him.
2: Although we have reached a kind of funny dilemma um, with regards to unsigned types, which is that um, we can't, we, we know that they are useful for very, very specific cases, but we can't figure out what to write the documentation samples on because <laughs> there isn't a, a, a case... Right. We think that unsigned types are the right types to use. That's kind of a general solution that that a lot of developers would understand. Oh,
0: I think there are some people you could ask that would be able to come up with something creative.
2: All right. So, what do you think, Carl?
0: What do I think? Oh, well.
2: What's a good a good potential sample?
0: I, I personally don't know, but I think there are some people that would have a good potential sample that that you know are pretty smart and understand those things.
2: Well we're definitely open to suggestions. So if anybody wants to uh Okay suggest a, a sample topic, that would be great.
0: All right. Right. Yeah. It is it would be hard to find a a good sample. I would just you know, what about some of the tools that require them? I mean uh you know what like, you
1: mentioned before, DNS? Yeah, like
0: this DNS thing. I was uh I was uh doing an MX record lookup and um uh, in order for that to work, I had to use an unsigned integer just because of what the protocol expects, you know?
3: Yeah, but, you know, we're like, I mean, <laughs> but part of, part of we're a little problem. hesitant to have, you know, right. uh, first-time users come across DNS, yeah. MX records.
0: But if you think you need it, you'll, you'll understand it. So. Yeah, I know I understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah.
3: <laughs> just, but that's always, I mean, like.
0: Oh. I got another one. I'll save you from that point. Um, uh, com serial port access. Probably a frame a, a you know serial port access. Probably a framework feature more than a VB.NET
3: Yeah, exactly. And so, therefore, forget it. It's definitely yeah. I don't I don't actually know for it, sure. It I actually
2: would, has been uh, high on the request. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I
3: would I would be surprised if it isn't addressed because I know that it's been that's something I've seen in a lot of places.
1: Yeah. So. Cool. Yep. How about writing unsafe code? Unsafe code. So, what what, what
2: are the that. scenarios that you think you'd, you'd need you need that for?
1: That. I, I have no idea because I don't write unsafe code. What did you say, uh, Paul?
3: I said, uh, well, Amanda asked her question. I said, Amanda asked, sort of implying the answer to your question. Right. You know, given <laughs> that she didn't say yes or no, but said, well, when would you use that?
0: Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Right. I don't want to I, write I don't answer.
1: know that I would use it, but you know, it's it's something I, I have to kind of talk about. Because uh, students will bring this up.
0: I suppose I could give you an example. You know, if you want to uh, navigate through a large buffer of data in memory and, you know, peek and poke and bit and byte and do it really fast with pointers, I think, you know, unsafe code is necessary there. Uh, You know, but then then you can do some of the low-level stuff that that, that people mostly do in C++. But then again, you know, is your average VB programmer going to be doing that? Eh, I don't know.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's sort of one of those things where like the uses of it are are relatively exotic, and so there hasn't been as much. I mean, it, you know, as opposed. to, I mean, we were just talking about unsigned types, and those. I mean, those are also not used as often. Right. But even then, there are you know we sort of have gotten a lot of requests for that. And unsigned type, I mean, unsafe code, uh, you know, really hasn't um come across a lot. I mean, it's sort of the right. It's the C sharp has it and VB doesn't. But when it comes to push comes to shove there really hasn't been much of a situation where we said oh yeah oh yeah that's really you know a bad it's really bad that we can't do that or yeah anything, so.
1: yeah yeah whenever i'm asked about it it's it's like a scene from you know monty python's quest for the <laughs> holy grail when he, he's trying to cross the bridge and you go, what's your favorite color you know, it's red blue No, Ah <laughs> 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 you know like amanda said when would you use it and uh you know you, yeah. you don't know, I don't know. I'd just like to have it, yeah right.
0: Hey, this is Carl again. you know uh, we're checking the numbers for visual studio net connections and they're low. I'm not saying they're the lowest of all conferences, but they're they could be better. So I'm wondering why uh, some of you guys don't uh, go over to devconnections.com slash VS and sign up for or at least check out Visual Studio Connections. This is a conference that's happening in Palm Springs in October. I personally got to pick the VB and C Sharp speakers. Uh, Duval Lowy is speaking in the C Sharp track and he's going to be uh, doing the, he's going to be the chair for the next show in the spring. Uh, Bill Vaughn's going to be there. Rocky Lodka's going to be there. Billy Hollis is going to be there. All your favorite uh, guest stars from .NET Rocks and more uh, are going to be speaking on topics that you haven't heard before. Uh, Billy Hollis is doing an advanced Windows Forms talk that'll blow your mind. Uh, how to how to create Windows Forms and controls on the fly. Um, Mark Dunn is doing an incredible talk on garbage collection and another one on serialization. Uh, Richard Grimes is doing stuff on .net contexts. Uh, This is stuff that you haven't heard before and uh, probably won't hear anywhere else. So check it out, www.devconnections.com. Hey, you know you could win a Harley. I'm not kidding. Check it out. All right, now let's get back to our conversation with uh, Paul Vick and Amanda Silver from Microsoft about VBNet. VBNet versus C Sharp. What's the real story? Well, we'll find out. Stick around.
2: The problem is that there have, there are so many things that we think would be useful that we'd like to give you.
0: Well, like what? Oh, come on, <laughs> come on! They're just rumors.
1: Yeah, it's just rumor. Now look, yeah.
0: now now look, you guys t- yeah. you guys have ideas that doesn't commit Microsoft to anything. I want you know, let's hear some ideas.
1: Ideas for what?
0: For future ver- features.
1: Yeah. What about you know VB version ten? What's going to be? That? Yeah.
0: I mean, let's let's be hypothetical here.
3: Yeah. I don't know. It's a really good question, actually. It's always hard for us to think too far ahead, you know, when we're mired in the current.
0: Yeah, Microsoft doesn't have any vision or anything.
3: <laughs> no, it's just it's so often, you know, when you have the vision, you know, it's sort of like he has vision too far out. It's never, re- you know, never gonna.
0: Yeah, Bill's the only guy that can do that kind of clairvoyance. That's right. Yeah.
3: That's why he's the head of the company. And, yeah, and he's worth billions of dollars.
0: That's a good, you know, that's a, a question I wanted to ask some of you guys is that. I guess he's now his title is now head of development. <laughs> What's a, the chief technical he's like officer chiefs, in it? No, he's he's like software guy.
2: <laughs> he is chairman and chief chief software architect. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. So
0: he's really like the head of development, right? Sort of.
2: Um. Yeah. Okay. I think so.
0: Does he really have a, a hand in designing you know things, uh, features of .NET or what you know what what is his role in in all of this net so i really haven't heard much about you know bill's participation in the spec or or in ideas or is he driving the ideas and
3: well you know it's a really good question as far as i know i to be honest i've you know i've never not never it's been a very long time since i've had any kind of indirect or direct contact i think it's more there may be parts of the company uh, or sort of technological issues that he does get really involved in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with so much going on at Microsoft, like uh, actually it's not that direct and there isn't that yeah. much direct involvement. I mean, like I would say that I I believe that, uh, like, you know, for example, when we decided to, to uh, make a lot of the major changes in the language for 2002, like that decision, that ind- decision ended up going, you know, past him as well. I mean, that wow. went all the way up, obviously. It's such a big, you know, wow. messing with VB, you know, that's like, you know, the the foundation of the company in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so it's I think it's more like at that kind of very high level. And there may be things where he gets really personally involved, but... Uh, you know, the one right. meeting I was actually in when a long time ago was kind of scary, anyway. So maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was kind of frightened.
0: Well, that's what I, that's what I hear mm-hmm. is that it's such a big place that you know everybody assumes that anybody who works for Microsoft, you know, is personal buddies with Bill
1: Gates. And uh, yeah. I didn't mean to imply that. Um, so, you know, I have this picture of Bill sitting at his house at two thirty in the morning. Well, the Mountain Dew writing code. I, no, that, no, you that's, know, that's you. That's probably not accurate, but that's I, you I, I like to think of him that. that way. Well, yeah, that is me.
2: <laughs> I, I have a photograph of him in my office. Uh, that he's standing next to a whiteboard with Paul Allen, and on the back, it it has a a you know square with lines through it, and it has, it says grid with an arrow pointing to it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: it's like cavemen
2: <laughs> discovering fire,
1: right? Sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Picture of some stick figures killing a bison and a data grid right. from the caves of Valon. <laughs> yeah. Well.
0: Oh, so what the hell are we talking about anyway? Uh, basic, oh yeah, BB. Yeah. Um, well, hey,
1: hey, I want, I want to ask a question about shadows. The shadows. Keyword. Oh, cool. Cool. What the heck is up with Shadows? And right. Why, why is it there? Is it because Java has it that you
0: have Shadows in there?
3: Does Java have it, really?
0: Yeah. I'm not, I, I didn't me, know I'm, that Java had I'm it. I'm not either. a Java programmer, but uh, I've taught Java programmers, and, and they say, oh, yeah, Shadows,
1: yeah, Java has that. So, um, Well, it seems to me that it's a way of defeating something that's not overwritable. Right. That's the way it seems. But just don't cast yeah, yeah, that's right. It gets you in trouble if you cast. Right. Yeah.
3: Well, the main thing, I mean, the main thing it's used for the main the main reason for introducing it is actually for um, versioning, actually. Um, although mm. it, that has gotten completely lost, I think, somewhere along the way.
1: Oh, well, I'm I'm glad you're bringing it up. Yeah. I want I want to know this. So.
3: So basically, the situation is so if um, so if I'm a component vendor and I create a class foo. Um, and you buy my component, and you write your own class library, and that you derive from foo um, your class bar, and you create some method, you know, x. Um, and so now what happens is, so you ship my component, you ship your component to your, um, to well, actually, that's, that's not so much. I guess it's like, so you've developed your component, and now I version my component, um, mm-hmm. and I add a method x to foo. Mm-hmm. Um, so now what happens is you buy you buy the second version of my component and without shadows you compile your new your your um your class and because I introduced a method called X and you your method X is now invalid because oh. it's not override if, if I introduce one that's not overridable, mm-hmm. now you're kind of stuck but of course you've shipped your class so everybody else is expecting that your class is going to st- Expose this X method. Does I that see. make sense sort of? Yeah, sorta. Yeah. So,
1: so so it is a way to defeat something being not overridable. Right, exactly. Yeah.
3: So I guess you were right. I'm sorry, I you know, it's just yeah, I think of I always think of it from the versioning angle, but it's, but it's exactly fun. exactly what it is. Well yeah,
0: that's that's exactly what it's for. It's it's you don't have access to change the source of what your of your base class right. and you have to uh, you have to override something. You're stuck. Um, and of course it begs the question, so why Override and overridable, but I guess the answer is that shadows only half overrides
1: yeah t- tell about tell the listeners about the casting problem that you run into yeah, so
0: the casting problem is if you if you have a uh, derived class that shadows to override a member X and then you cast that object to the base class and you call that member X the member X is going to be called in the base class that's right
3: right that's why shadowing is really. Something to be used as a last resort.
0: That's what I tell my. That's what I tell my students. Oh. Well,
3: because it's not really overriding the base method; it's really just hiding it. That's why it's sort of right. shadows. Right. Right. And as soon as you like go, as soon as you cast it to the base, like boop, you know the base yep. one reappears magically.
0: Right. Right.
3: So you know, yeah, it's it's definitely something where it's like, you know, if you don't know why you're using it, <laughs> don't use it.
0: That's exactly what I tell in my class. I say, you know, this is what it does. Use it if you have to use it, but be careful when you cast. Yeah. But
1: Hey, before we get off, to I wanna I wanna say a big thank you to you guys for uh, really the error messages that pop oh, up yes. while we're we're running. There was a lot of work in. on that. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's incredible. Yeah. And Carl and I were just talking about this today because we run into students that uh, <laughs> that just don't they don't read error. They're not used to reading the, the error messages. They're
0: conditioned to press the OK button when an error pops up because they're right. used to object error <laughs> 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 or
1: or you know ActiveX error or. Some other criteria. Right, error message. negative
3: 21793425. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. right. But,
1: but, you know, they're dead on now. You know, it tells yeah. you exactly what's wrong. Yeah. And another thing that people get,
0: takes some getting used to for people in, in my classes anyway is uh, looking at the name of the exception to get the information rather than the message that it displays.
2: Right. Another, another trick to tell your. Uh students is to look at the inner exception sometimes. Absolutely, especially yeah. for, se- for uh, SQL exceptions or generic right. exceptions. Oh yeah. Sometimes they'll contain exceptions and that's, that's a really important thing to know.
0: Right, mm-hmm. right. And yeah, it gives you a um, lot
2: more information about what happened.
0: Absolutely. In fact, I, I use the inner exception all the time to uh, demonstrate recursion. And it brings up one of my favorite jokes, which you guys will like. That You know, when you look up recursion in the dictionary you know what it says? See recursion. <laughs> yeah. You know, half the class laughs their ass off, and the other class is like, in yeah. an, huh? yeah, what? What's the punchline?
3: Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> I do want to add that, uh, you know, it's, it's, I'm really glad that you said, you know, the error messages are really good. I mean, there's a there's a group of us, there were like six or seven of us that basically, like, in, back in about a year or two ago, when, you know, basically spent, oh, God, it seemed like forever, a month or two, just reviewing error messages until our eyeballs bled and so yeah. i will pass yeah. that along so that all those people will know that their their efforts were not in vain cuz even oh, even yeah. today
2: we introduced a new uh, a new error and there were about 10 eyes on that on that single error and we made modifications until it was right cool so yeah, one I, of the other things that we've we've tried to accomplish is having a, a search term as the first word in the error Message itself.
1: Wow. So, Indeed.
2: you should be able to search on any one of those items.
1: I wanted to ask uh, a kind of an odd question. We were we were talking just the other day in a class that I was teaching about uh you know, how many programmers are involved to produce something like uh .net or even a, even break it down I mean, to VB.NET. Sure. And you know, it made me think of it when you said today you had, you know, 10 eyes or or 10 folks looking at this. I mean, you know, what's the team like that you work on for vb.net? How many folks are involved?
2: Well, on the core compiler itself, so that just basically what what amounts to the command line compiler, right? Um, there, what is what are there five developers, Paul? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um. And then and then when we start talking about the rest of the compiler, which includes IntelliSense, Pretty Lister, uh, you know, all of the Basically, we call them language services. Um, That extends out to probably another five five developers that we work very, very closely with. Um, But then when you start talking about the whole VB product, I mean, there are so many people that that touch it in one way or another that I don't think that we could even count it if we took two hours and tried to do it.
1: Well, what surprises me is that there are only five developers that's involved. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was thinking you were going to say 50 or, you know, some outrageous. Well, you know, money.
0: we've always said, Mark, that uh, programming in .NET, anyway, is best suited to small teams. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah? What do you guys think about that?
2: Well, yeah, I mean,
3: well, although we, we don't actually work. Well, actually, that's not totally
0: true. Yes, a lot
2: of, I mean, all of the... The VB runtime is written That's entirely. True. I was going to say
3: we work a lot in C But, uh, but yeah. I mean I think yeah I mean I think the best teams I mean at least at Microsoft in my experience the best teams have usually been you know as small as possible and no smaller. Right, right, right. right. You know that right. kind of thing.
2: Right. Um, the other thing to note though is that even though five devel- actual developers work on the compiler there, are, there are a million people that have have input as. As to what goes into the compiler and how the right. compiler actually works, that design, including table. you know testers um, and and program managers, which is what my discipline is.
0: Right, yeah. and how many program managers are there on the VB team?
2: I believe I think there's like ten or eleven. Wow, I I could count them for you.
0: Very cool. All right, now you, now you got me thinking of another question. This is this is going to be great. What parts of .NET the framework or any part of the framework the base class library was written in vB.net
1: uh, good question
2: well actually there's starting to be more and more um, the visual basic runtime was written in it so uh, the basically everything that's in the Microsoft visual basic namespace
0: okay the compatibility layer or is that just the na- or the names itself
2: including the compatibility the compat Compatibility sub-names. Okay. Right. Um, and and now there are some components that are being written in ASP. for ASP.NET uh, developers, like the um, what's what's that called? The copy copy web feature. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's written entirely.
0: That's a new feature.
2: Yep. So. Yeah, mm. there's there's just going to be more and more, and then and then internally we also have a lot of applications uh, that serve Microsoft employees that are written
0: in VB. Somebody told me the yeah. Forms Engine, the Windows Forms Designer, was written in VB.NET. Is that true?
3: Uh, no, actually, it's in C Sharp.
0: Oh, uh-huh. okay. C Sharp, yeah. Is all a Visual Studio?
3: But oh, we're yeah. working on them.
2: So. Yeah, but <laughs> but we have yeah. other designers that will be introduced uh, mm-hmm. in the next version that are okay. written entirely in VB, yeah. as well as some wizards that exist in the in the current
0: anything anything in Visual Studio written in VBnet
2: yeah there are there are some wizards that are written in VBnet uh, Mm -hmm. but I can't think of which ones actually are there they are are. cool once they're done I don't need to worry about whether or not they've been written in VB
0: (laughs) are you going to the professional developers conference in October well, if you are, absolutely make sure you go Sunday night so you can check out .NET Rocks Live. That's right. We're going to be doing a Hollywood Squares-type quiz show, giving away lots of fabulous prizes uh, to anybody who wants to come check us out. Uh, don't have the exact time yet, but we, and we think we have a date. It's going to be the Sunday night, really before the PDC goes into full swing. Uh, don't know where yet, so don't call and ask, but just look in the program and check us out. Uh we're going to have a panel of experts mostly regional directors uh with a few special guests on the panel and we'll be fielding questions uh they'll be fielding questions and you'll be playing along in the audience and uh agree or disagree with their answer and if you get it right you get a prize. It's going to be a lot of fun and from what I understand we're going to try to have beer and everything so woohoo. Uh it should be a lot of fun. So if you're going to the PDC in October definitely check out the .NET Rocks show live at the PDC. So uh, let's get back to our talk now and wrap things up. Boy, this has just been an unbelievable show for me. I hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, as always, uh, thanks for listening. What do you say to the people who say, you know, well, VBNet is, is on paper anyway, slower than C Sharp because you have to translate the keywords and blah, blah, blah.
2: Because you have to translate yeah, well, the keyword?
0: Well, yeah, okay. Because right, because uh the keyword integer has you know, requires the Visual Basic library to convert that to int thirty two, blah blah blah. Are
1: they they're saying the MSIL is less efficient because yeah, of
0: that? Yeah, i I swear to god yeah, and it is funny. I swear to god, people have told me that, you know, C sharp is a, a true language because it doesn't have this extra layer to go through and, and here's
2: actually that's that then if if that were true, that would have to be true for C sharp as well because uh the type itself in in the IL is not called int. Yeah. It's system.int32. Right. So so both integer and Visual Basic and int and C sharp map to integer int thirty two. Right.
1: They're aliases, right? Yeah, they're they're
2: aliases. So the the compiler when it generates code When it generates the IL itself, the Mm. the equivalent of basically the bytecode for it, right? um, It it generates it generates the fully qualified name according to the runtime. So that's the int32.
0: And the 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 reason I'm bringing this up and I'm letting the listeners in on this is because um, one of one of my peeves about uh, living in two thousand three with .NET. Is you know with the machines that we have today, you can buy a freaking P4 seven gigahertz for five hundred bucks. You know with with your walking around money, and and people are complaining that you know my my Windows form program takes up fifteen megabytes. You know and I got a gig of RAM on my yeah. desktop and it cost me a hundred bucks. Yeah. You know and uh, and you know oh well. You know, is it going to be less efficient, you know, or is it going to be slower to do such and such? And we're talking nanoseconds, you know? Yeah, that's
1: right. It's diminishing returns to try
2: yeah, to but, optimize. Yeah, but nanoseconds that's can it. matter depending like on the type of application that uh, you're writing. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. You're sitting in a tight loop, things matter. But, you right. know, when you press the button, it ain't going to make the form come up any quicker.
2: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But there are, there are some other things that that your listeners should know and your students should know yeah. about... Uh, doing code comparisons to other languages. Okay. One of the things that the Visual Basic compiler does um, is that we do integer overflow checking. Right. So um, basically, if you're doing if you're doing arithmetic and there's a possibility that uh, you could have an overflow error or an underflow error, mm-hmm. we will check for that and we will throw an exception if one occurs.
4: Other cool. languages
2: don't do that by default. Wow. And so, if you want to uh, do a true comparison, you need to you need to make sure that you're compiling with integer overflow checking on or off in both languages. Right. Mm-hmm. The defaults are different.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't aware that you could you could turn that off. I, I remember in V B six there was uh, an option to yeah, you can. to turn off array bounds checking, inner integer overflow. there's uh. an optimizations tab or something like right. that, right? right? Right.
3: Yeah, I forget which tab it's on now. It's definitely in the project it's in the project yeah. options, but
0: here's one thing I'd like to congratulate you guys on is changing option strict to be a, a global setting rather right. than a project by project setting. I one of the first things I did in my class in the last version was show them how to pull up the template and, edit. and change it and save it yeah to get around that issue yeah i definitely like uh option strict i i tell tell people always to turn it
1: on get used to it right learn to use c type yeah
3: yeah we've kind of been having that discussion around the hall yeah you know, yeah about um sort of what the role of sort of less strict typing is i mean you know sort of back in the day i mean in the early VB that was pretty much all you had and there was just you know there wasn't as much strict typing to be had right but um but now it's like you know now that it is 2003 it is it is an interesting question about you know when you have a new developer is it really you know is it is it appropriate to you know to just start off strict typing from the very beginning or you know yeah is right. option strict off and and we get we've been getting a lot of feedback on on that but it one of the amazing.
2: direct conflicts with that is that while typeless programming might be very comfortable and, and easy to do in the just starting out and, and easy to fumble around, which is, which is good. I mean, it's, it's great to get started. It's true. But it also means that your IntelliSense isn't nearly as powerful. Right. So which is more useful, being able to write typeless code or being able to have really good IntelliSense? Yeah. I think we've, we're coming to the conclusion that, that IntelliSense is a more powerful, powerful tool.
1: At helping right. new developers, yeah, yeah. Well, even old developers, I, I couldn't live <laughs> without it.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Like when when you you know get an error or something like that, and intelligence doesn't come up. Or, well, I mean that's actually one of the one of the things I noticed working in VB.net. Uh, one of the nicest things coming to 2003 was that you get IntelliSense in the immediate window, and it's just you know with 2002. Right. It's, you know, I just want to inspect something, and what are the methods? I don't remember right, right. <laughs> Tell me what I want to do so
0: have have I lost my mind, or does the um intellisense sometimes go away in the command window?
2: I haven't noticed that, but if you notice that, send me a bug what's that i I haven't seen that behavior, but if you if you can repro it, send me a bug
0: okay, yeah, it must mm-hmm. just be me.
2: Well, maybe not. It could be a bug. And if, it, if it's a bug, then we should fix it.
0: It may have been a beta thing, too. Yeah, maybe. May a beta
3: thing. We do occasionally make mistakes, but only occasionally.
0: Well, it's damn good stuff, and, and we're just happy, happy as hell to to be a part of it.
1: Well, you yeah. know, guys, I I can tell we're going to have to do a part two show with you Absolutely. guys before too long. <laughs> All right, so. we're, we're just scratching the surface, and we're oh, running yeah. out of time. Come
2: up with a wish list or something okay. next time.
0: And that's a good another good thing to bring up is that if if the listeners out there have suggestions for for the next version of VB, what can they do about it? Where can they send it in? Will people actually read them? <laughs> 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 Violent. Yes, we
2: absolutely do read <laughs> it. Amanda's <laughs>
0: home phone number is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, we we do troll around the uh, the news groups online a lot, uh, and I've seen I've seen millions of wish lists that that are out there, and every yeah. time that we consider adding a feature, we we go out and see what the buzz is about that feature before we decide to add it. Cool. Um, so definitely news groups is are, are a good place to to post it. Um. Paul also has a, a blog online All right. that he should be reading and right. commenting. and
3: Yeah, you know, unfortunately, there's no place to make suggestions. I was yes. thinking about mentioning it. But, right. I mean, it's definitely something that people have been asking about, and we have been.
0: Isn't there an email alias like VB Wish or something like that? There should like be. We're,
2: we're working on it.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. There, there has been in the past. Yeah, I've there been, was one. Somewhere along the line, it kind of.
2: I think know. it still exists but but it, in a way it is <laughs> It's
1: the void. Yeah, it's the make make a vb wish dot foundation. Uh. <laughs>
3: yeah. But since we brought up the blog I will mention it it's uh the uh the address is Panoptican. P. N. O. oh god P N O P T I C A N Central C E N T R A L one word dot net. Okay. I don't know.
1: So what, what is Panopticon?
3: Oh, uh, well... Probably
1: some Star Trek thing.
3: It's actually sort of a Doctor Who reference.
0: Oh, okay. See, okay. I was close. All I right, was close. Yeah,
3: yeah. Okay. And uh, if you go to the blog, it actually talks about... Where the name came from. Cool,
2: cool. So, Not yeah. a Foucault reference. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's
1: going to go to the blog that listens to this now to find out what panopticon means.
3: Great, it's a little. Uh, you
1: know. Yeah, it's a hook. You got a hook going there.
0: <laughs> and we'll add a reference. We'll add a link to it on the on the website too. Okay, great. Yeah, and
3: uh, there are, and from there there should be a link too. There are actually a number of vb.net uh, weblogs. Uh, some done by Microsoft people. Some done by uh, external people as well that are really good, so um, I'll make sure I have a link on mine to other good ones because I don't know the. There's going to be there's going to be something on the main MSDN webpage for VB that points people to VB web blogs, but I'm not sure if it's up
1: yet. Hey, are you guys going to be at the PDC in October?
2: Yep, I know yeah. I am.
1: All right, cool. Look at look us up. We're we're hopefully going to be there. Yeah, we we may be doing
0: a show or two there. Uh, also a show yeah we may be doing a show at the PDC we're working on that
2: awesome well maybe that would be a good time to have me and Paul back and
0: that would be cool yeah that'd be great you know we're at, the very, at the very least we're gonna be walking around with a microphone and, and doing a show just live from the floor we're definitely gonna do that and so we'll we'll we'll, we'll track you down and, and catch up with you there um, but we're also thinking about doing a, a sort of a, a guru panel kind of thing so well, we'll it's just in the idea stage we'll let you know Mm -hmm. um what can you tell one last thing here what can you tell vb programmers who are who who somebody has put a bug in their ear that visual basic.net is going away (laughs) (laughs) and i swear these people are out there they're just vicious i
2: i know i know those people are out there but uh there's absolutely no way that VB.net is going away. That's ridiculous. We've, we are it we is. are putting so many resources into develop into releasing the next version, that it's.
0: I think I think Bill Gates would fire everybody if yeah. you got rid of. It. I mean.
1: I know. I expect to see these people wearing a board that says the end is near. I you know, know. Ringing a bell. What's up with that? What's wrong with them? Jeez.
2: I mean just the fact the fact alone that the CLR the runtime itself has been working so hard to deliver edit and continue right um is testament to the fact that that VB is here to stay
0: Do you know how many um programmers out there are using VB.NET versus C# Sharp? do you have any figures
2: We have figures but they're changing so so much every yeah. day that that it's not really
0: Well who's who's got more Who's got more developers?
2: I believe VB is starting to inch inch out uh, into the lead, okay. but they it, they were close and running for a time, and I think that you that if you start to think about why that might be, yeah. it, it could become apparent. Um, you know, .NET is kind of brand new, and right. uh, and C Sharp uh, is known currently as a as a web development uh, language. First and foremost, um, so a lot of early adopters are are web developers. Right. Um, so they're going to start looking at anything that Microsoft releases that's new.
0: I would think that ASP developers who do VB script would be more drawn to VB.NET for ASP. Right.
2: Well, I think people that have that background are more drawn to to yeah. VB.
1: Well, you know, I don't know. The ones that have done dynamic HTML and are used to JavaScript, True. Uh, they, they seem to to be drawn to C Sharp. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, uh, this is great. So so do you have anything to say about the version after Whitby?
2: I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to start working on it, actually. Yeah,
1: yeah. Or Orcos, is it?
2: We have so many great uh, features for Whitby that I want to get them out there so that our right. customers are... Happy and then and then we can really start delivering, you know, awesome, just mind blowing things in the yeah. version after that. Let
0: me t- let me ask you this: How many things are there that are new in VB.NET 8 that you didn't mention because you can't? Thousands. Uh, really? Oh wow! Yeah. Really?
1: Wow!
2: Yeah. I well, mean, probably. if we're I mean, if we're talking about everything from the from the uh, class libraries to, from the base class libraries to yeah. you know the way that data works to yeah. um, to small language features. If we're including all of that, then there are thousands.
0: Oh my God! Cool. Yeah,
3: yeah I mean we're so. talking. We've talked about the major stuff, and there's you know there's a lot of major stuff, and then there's just tons of just you know little things, little improvements and right. things like that that are really. I mean, it's going to be a major release.
0: And there are other major things that you haven't uh, said that you can't talk about that.
3: Well, no.
2: Yes, sir. Oh. Yeah, but, yeah, I but yeah, I mean, I mean, some of the things that I'll hint at, and I'm not going to go into details, but the compiler is going to be a lot more helpful, basically, okay. um, right. in the next version. Okay, all right, um, that's good. And I don't know, Paul. Are there any other vague generalisms? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the rooster crows. at We're meeting. focused
3: on trying to um, focused on trying to cut down on. In fact, I think in the Eric Ritter vs. Uh, Live. Thing I don't know where they came up with these numbers. You know, trying to cut the amount of code people have to write by fifty percent. I don't know where that number came from. Right, but really, right. foc- a number of features trying to focus on, focus on cutting down on the amount of code that people have to write. Sort of, you know, making it quicker to get to the things that you use the most.
0: Right.
2: Right. And so simplifying objects. And yeah, so yeah. yeah.
0: Do you think that VB.NET is is sort of diverging with C Sharp, where C Sharp is going to? support more component stuff and vbnet is going to be more rapid application development or i've heard that and then i've heard it denied and then you know who knows so
3: well i think it's i mean it's interesting it's like it's not we're not diverging in the sense that you know like for example with doing generics and everything it's like
0: right they're really
3: not going to be there are no real major like power features right um that i can think of that either lang- one language is going to have and the other language isn't. But there are going to be, there is divergence in sort of emphasis in terms of things like, you know, like having editing continue. VB will have editing sure. continue, right. C Sharp won't. So it's sort of like but we like will be said. focusing on, you know, sort of rapid application development, but we do we do not want to compromise on sort of the, you know, the the step up to power that we took in yeah. 2002 and 2000.
2: Right, 2003. And, the, and the base platform support.
3: Yeah. Um, right.
2: And the other thing, you know, we talked about it earlier, but just the in the same way that the debugging style is different for right. VB developers versus C# developers, you know, it that extends to the rest of application development.
4: Sure. So
2: we we feel that we're really targeting the VB style of development, and and hopefully the next release will. Make good on that. That's cool.
0: great. Well, you'll just
2: see it everywhere.
0: I, for one, am never going to stop beating the VB .dot net drum, and and I wish yep. you so much luck in the future. And listen, if there's anything ever that I can do to uh, to help this cause, uh, you know, uh, I'm all for it. So. Well,
2: this has been really great.
0: good. Thank you very yep. much. Ditto Dido here too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, thanks, thanks for being on the show. What can I say? This was
1: just probably the highlight of my week oh yeah this has been great and also guys know we really appreciate all the hard work you do absolutely you know us and legions of other developers
0: that's right I mean we're we're in the trenches showing these features all the time and we see the light bulbs go off and the and the nods of appreciation so uh, and the oohs and ahs and you guys probably don't get to hear that as much
2: yeah. well we try to get out there as much as often as possible
0: yeah that's great but well, the
3: developers you. they change to our desks so
0: yeah I hear you. All right. Well, we'll see you at the PDC, if not sooner.
3: All right. Great.
0: Hey, thanks for coming on. Good night. Good night.
3: Good night.
2: Thanks.